Hello and welcome to the Monroe Method Clancast. I'm Jason Monroe and this is episode 63. Now, the next couple of episodes are going to be Christmas orientated. It's justified. We're at that time of year. Um, in this one, we will talk about shutting down food and drink pushers this Christmas. And in the next episode, um, the next one's going to be called From Binging to Balance, Mastering holiday eating habits or something like that. I have got them planned out. Okay, so shutting down food and drink pushers this Christmas. I had a great chat with someone inside Clan Monroe um, in the last week where the and it gave me an it's something it's a way a, an angle that I've never thought of things from before, but it just kind of came to me when we were chatting where um, they said that they, they they weren't hungry, they'd already eaten, but they were being offered food and they didn't want to be rude. Now, here is a complete mindset flip on this one, right? First of all, like the idea that you think you're being rude by refusing food from someone is fucking stupid. Um... I get it. I used to feel it once upon a time, but I now realize how ridiculous it is. So, like, first of all, you're you are the one responsible for taking care of your body. You are the one responsible for making sure you are fueled, making sure you have enough calories to run on, making sure you're balancing your diet, making sure you're eating when you're hungry, you're stopping eating when you're full, you're not eating when you don't need it, etc. Right? That's your job. Other people's bodies are their responsibility. They're responsible of taking care of them. If someone offers you something to eat, right, you are, the, the, the ball's then in your court, right? You have a checklist to go through. Right, I am being offered something to eat. Am I hungry? Yes. Awesome. Yes, I would like some of that, please. Am I hungry? No, no thanks. I'm not hungry just now. I'd rather not. That's it. That's where it ends. Everything else that comes after that, the thoughts that you have, this idea that being rude is a thing, but, you know, refusing food is in any way rude, is ridiculous because it's 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 created entirely by you. If someone comes to my house and, like, I don't offer people things to eat, I would offer them a drink, but I'm not one of those people that cracks out, like, a biscuit tin or a plate of cakes or whatever. That's I know other people do that. I don't do it and I don't go to people's houses who do that. But I'm aware that it's a thing, right? Um but if you if you visit someone and uh, sorry, yeah, the point there was uh, if if someone comes to my house, I don't offer them food. However, if we were having a social gathering and a few friends were coming around or a few couples or families or ki- whatever, then yeah, you would put stuff out because people are going to be there for 3, 4, 5 hours maybe, they might get peckish. So you would put things out. But then I wouldn't then walk up to someone with a plate of food and say, oh, would you like one of these? And if they say no, in my head, I'm like, you rude bastard. How dare you say no when I offer you something to eat? If you wouldn't think it, other people aren't thinking it. I think one of the biggest problems that we have is that we think other people's thoughts for them and then we react to our imagination. You basically make up this fictitious conversation in your head where you have been offered something, you have said, no, God, what are they going to think of me now? I better say yes. And this is all going on. This other person's just standing in front of you, looking at you, not knowing a single fucking thing that's going on in your head. They are in no shape or form thinking you are 
about to say no and that you're going to be rude and they'll be outraged or anything like that. They've just asked you a question and they're waiting on an answer. They're not placing any expectation on you. They think they are being polite. I have this plate of food in my hand, food in my hand. I've eaten one of these. It would be nice if I offered these to other people. Would anyone like one of these? No, 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 no. Awesome. I'll put the plate down. They do not then go into another room and sit there fucking seething, going, that, those bastards. How dare they refuse food when I offer them food? <laughs> it doesn't happen. Um, people who are pushy with food are the rude ones. Now, the, the example that I gave was just someone being polite and offering things. Now, I do know people and I, do, I have had family members in the past who were very pushy with food. My granny was one of them. Not in a bad way, she just felt it was her responsibility to feed her grandchildren all the time. And it used to piss my mum off something awful. Uh, but there, are, when people are pushy with food, um, it's the same situation, right? You are still the one responsible for saying yes or no. And you are not going to be rude by saying no to someone who's pushing food on you. And this is the mindset flip I was talking about. The person who is trying to force someone else to put food into their bodies is, they don't mean to be, but it's quite an arrogant approach. It's like, yeah, I, I will decide what your body needs. I will decide whether you should be eating or not. I'm going to make this decision for you. I don't care if you've just eaten. I don't care if you've just had your lunch. I don't care if you're not hungry. I am going to stand here and try and make you put something in your body because I want to do it. It's fucking stupid again. And that's nothing. When you say no, you're not being rude. They're being rude. They're being rude by having the audacity to try and decide for you whether or not you should have food in your mouth. In the same way that you you wouldn't push food onto them, you're not responsible for what they do. It's like it's like someone coming to your house and trying to take your car away to put petrol in it. They don't know anything about your car. They don't know if it needs petrol or not. They don't know the journeys that you're going to make. They don't know if it needs fuel. It's nothing to do with them. They've got their own car to worry about. And it's the same when it comes to food. We've all got our own bodies to take care of. A great example of this, right? And this is what this is what I mean when I talk about you being responsible for the food that you eat and the fuel that you provide your body with. When when you when you go to a restaurant, let's say you go to a restaurant and there are a hundred people in there, including you, and all one hundred of you order the fish and chips, and the fish and chips is a thousand calories. Fish, chips, tartar sauce, mushy peas, the works. Um, and it's a it's a thousand calorie meal because it comes on one of those big oval plates. The the fish is fucking a ridiculous size. I don't know why I'm swearing so much. I must be feeling quite passionate. The fish is a ridiculous. You know that way that you order something and then you see it going past and you go, Jesus Christ, look at the size of that portion. One of those ones. So a hundred people in the restaurant, you've all ordered the fish and chips and the fish and chips comes out and gets put down in front of each of those 100 people. Now... There are no two people in that room burning the same number of calories as each other. You, you know, I, I burn 2,300 calories per day, roughly. A thousand calorie dinner is super realistic for me. 
most of the women that I work with burn around 1800 calories per day. A 1000 calorie dinner might not be too realistic for them. Um, so then it, it's not it's not the restaurant's responsibility for the amount of food that you eat, right? The, all they are doing is they've created a, a plate of food, they've calculated the, nu- the, the nutritional value of it and they've attached a price to it. Every single person in that restaurant that pays the $13.99 for the fish and chips has to get the exact same plate, pretty much the exact same plate of food. So it's the same portion of chips, roughly the same size of fish, the same peas, blah, blah, blah. Everybody's getting the same plate of food put in front of them. Now, at that point, the restaurant does not give a single flying hoot how much you eat because you are still going to get charged the same money for it. They will not adjust your bill based on how much you eat, right? You've ordered the fish and chips. You're already paying the... I can't remember how much I said now. Did I say £14? £13.99? You've already ordered the fish and chips. You're already paying the £14. It does not matter if you eat one chip or you clear the whole plate. The restaurant does not care because they're still getting their money. They, they They place absolutely no expectation on you to clear the whole plate, to 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 eat every single thing that's there, that's something that you place on yourself. So in that restaurant with those hundred hundred people, all one hundred of them have you know the responsibility. Once that plate of food food has been put down in front of them, that's where the restaurant's responsibility stops and yours starts because now it depends on the person. So there will be people in there who believe that their body is a food bin. And if they don't eat every single thing that's on that plate, it's a waste because it's already paid for. And then you've got the kind of financial impact. There will be people who have the attitude of, well, I've bloody paid for it, so I'm going to eat it. Um, then there will be people who just have the habit of clearing every plate of food because they, that's what they what happened in their childhood. They weren't allowed to leave the table until every plate of food was cleared. There will be people who eat very quickly and don't have the ability to recognise when they start to feel full and they will finish the whole plate as well. And then there will be people who eat pretty slowly, who stop, who chat, who have the ability to recognise when they start to feel full, who will put their knife and fork down and stop eating and all these various things. Everybody will approach that food in similar ways. There'll be many people with similar habits um, but some people will leave food, some people won't. It's their responsibility. So it's then put back on you because it's up to you to decide how much you should or shouldn't be eating. Once upon a time, I used to, it was always the, because of my upbringing, we were poor and it was always money, money, money. Do you know how much this costs? Do you know how much that costs? Do you know how expensive this is? Blah, blah, blah. And it was kind of beat into you. In fact, I'll tell you this story. My mum once took me, my brother and my sister for lunch and it was in what I would have, it wasn't a fancy place, it was a shithole. But at the time, I would have deemed it a fancy place. It was a pub stroke restaurant uh, and it was basically somewhere that wasn't a McDonald's and to, to us, that was a restaurant, that was a fancy place. She only went there on special occasions. So my mum took us to this pub place in Falkirk, the Toll something um, and I had the macaroni. And this this will give you an indicator of just how much this kind of financial thing was drummed into me as a child. I had the macaroni. Um, 
I don't remember much about the thing. I just remember having the macaroni there. We went back, got the car, drove home. We got home. I got to the doorstep of the house and I was sick all over the front doorstep, thankfully, before we went in. At least I didn't do it in the house. I was sick, stood there, projectile. I hope you're not eating. Uh, Projectile all over the doorstep. What did I turn around to my mum and say? I apologised. Fucking apologised. It actually breaks my heart that I did that. I'm so sorry for wasting your money, mum. That's all I thought about. My mum's just bought me a dinner that cost X amount of money. I've ate it and now it's lying on the floor. And that's how that's how much food waste, money waste, expense was drummed into us as kids. That, you know, the first thing I thought about after being sick was how much money I had just wasted. God, that breaks my heart thinking about that. Imagine my kids had said that to me. Jesus Christ. Um. So anyway... Back to the point, I, once upon a time, used to be that person that thought they were a food bin, that would be outraged at the thought of putting food, don't put it in a bucket, give it to me, I'll eat it, I'll eat it, don't waste that, don't put it in the bin, I'll eat it. That's why I was a 14 stone version of myself in my 20s, because of that kind of knock-on effect from childhood and the way that I viewed food and viewed money and viewed everything else uh, related to it. So, anyway, back to the pushy, the, the Christmas food and drink pushers. When you're in that social situation, um, it's not really the place to be setting boundaries, right? It's, it's kind of late in the day to be setting boundaries with people. We do not want to be upsetting people at Christmas. We don't want to be starting arguments. Um, so it's, it's one of those ones where like, there are people who struggle to say no, who, again, like I say, they feel like they're going to hurt someone's feelings if they say no. And if that's you, if you're a people pleaser, if you just say yes because other people are asking you to do something, that's something you need to work on the rest of the year, right? You need to you need to work on bringing those boundaries in so that people aren't trying to force food onto you and all these things. But it's too late in the day for that, right? We are not going to go upsetting people at Christmas. We're not going to stand up in the middle of a social gathering and say, listen, this is my body. I will decide what I eat and what I drink. Stop fucking trying to feed me. You can't do that because it causes drama and fallouts. And it's supposed to be um, the season of goodwill and all the rest of it. So... Now is not the time, in my opinion, now is not the time to be setting boundaries. You need to do that the rest of the time so that when you get to occasions like Christmas, those pushy food and drink pusher people, um, know better. Like nobody would try and force food and drink onto me. Nobody that I know anyway. Nobody in my social circle, normally in my family circle, um, probably because they're a little bit intimidated now as well because I'm a nutritionist. Uh, but... the I've had conversations. There was one person in particular who was pretty close to us. Um, it eventually came up in a conversation when they made a remark about my eating habits and that was the one and only time it happened. It has never happened ever since and everything's fine. So these these boundaries are something you have to do the rest of the year. But when it comes to the here, the now, the social gatherings, the works nights out, the nights in the pub, the meals out, the Christmas dinner, Boxing Day dinners, etc., it's a case of politely saying no thank you. You do not need to back that up with any justification, but you might feel uncomfortable just saying no, and I completely get that. 
So you can just follow up with saying, no, thank you. I'm not hungry or no, thank you. I've had enough to eat. And if they continue to push on, on you, you just continue to repeat the same answer. No, no, thank you. I've had enough. Um, eventually they will shut the fuck up. So yeah. How to shut down the, the, the food and drink pushers this Christmas. It It's too late to do it this Christmas in a meaningful way, but it's something you can work on after this Christmas towards next Christmas. But as far as the short term goes, you ju- remember like, the key thing to remember is other people are not thinking any differently of you because you say no. And another important thing, I don't want to dive too much into what I'm going to talk about next week, but another important thing to remember is that you can enjoy absolutely everything Christmas has to offer without having to go ridiculous with it. If I have one mince pie this Christmas, I have had a mince pie at Christmas. If I eat three boxes of six mince pies, I have still eaten mince pies this Christmas. You can still do things without having to do it at scale. You know, if I have one mince pie, fuck, well, one mince pie, a couple of cheese and biscuits, tu- uh, some turkey and whatever else might be Christmassy that I can't think of right now, then I can say that I did all those things. I enjoyed everything that Christmas has to offer. I can look back in 2024 in January and say, yep, I had a great Christmas. I had mince pies, I had this, I had that, I had that. I could say that and be the exact same weight on the 1st of January as I was on the 1st of December. There are other people who could say they've eaten the exact same things as me and they could be a stone heavier because they they didn't just have one mince pie, they had 36 of them. They didn't just have a few cheese and biscuits, they snacked on cheese and biscuits in front of the TV every night for 10 nights in a row, consuming thousands of calories. There's a book, I forget the author, but it's called The Joy of Half a Cookie. I remember actually, I did this, I did a post a few Christmases ago now, and it basically showed like, a full mince pie, half a mince, I can't remember, there was like four different pictures and it showed a full thing and half a thing. A full pizza, half a pizza, a full mince pie, half a mince pie. I remember the mince pie one because somebody commented and says, I get the post, but no way am I only having half a mince pie. But it was, I was just trying to put a point across. The other way I look at it is chips, right? One chip tastes the same as a hundred chips. You know, you're just, you're doing the thing at scale. One crisp tastes the same as a whole family sharing bag of crisp. One sweet, you know, one skittle tastes the same as a thousand skittles. It all comes down to the scale at which we do these things. Now you can do them and you can say that you've missed out on nothing. You can say yes to absolutely everything, but you don't have to say yes to absolutely every time you are offered. So, to shorten this, because I feel like it's running on a bit, what are we at? 20 minutes, Jesus. Um, your, your responsibility for what you put in your mouth stops at you. It other people are not responsible. Yes, other people can offer things, but you are responsible for saying yes or no. Like, it's, it's that thing that, you know, your parents used to say to you, well, if he told you to jump off a bridge, would you do it? <laughs> Yeah, but he said, he told me to do it. Yeah, but if you, if he told you to jump off a bridge, would you jump off a bridge? Um, I'm, very, I'm thinking a lot about my childhood in this one. Uh, 
it's the same thing, right? Oh, but they offered me something. Oh, and if they offered you, you know, if, if someone came to you once and said, would you like a chocolate? And you say no, that's it, done and dusted. Or they offer you once and you say yes, that's it, done and dusted. And if you say yes every time you're offered food, what if that person comes back to you 50 times offering you chocolates? Are you going to say yes and eat 50 chocolates because you don't want to be rude because you think someone's offering you it? Or is the person coming back to offer you it because you thought they think you like chocolate? Ah, I better keep offering them because they keep saying yes. Ultimately, I think it all comes down to us thinking other people's thoughts for them and thinking the wrong things. And remember, the thing that you react, you're not reacting to the person, you're reacting to the conversation that you're having inside your head. That's what's happening. Oh God, he's offered me this. Uh, what should I say? Well, I don't want to. I don't want to appear rude. I don't want to appear ungrateful. Uh, I better say yes because they're going to think I'm rude, and I don't want them to think like that. Meanwhile, the other person's like looking. You know, the other person's not even thinking about you. They're looking to see who they're going to go offer this stuff to next. Do you want one? Who will I go to next? I'll go over there. Oh, you're going to have one. Cool, right? See ya. They're not thinking a single fucking thing about you. They don't care. They're just being polite. They're just being gracious hosts. They're just doing what they think they're supposed to do, and you're doing what you think that other person is going to think about you. So listen, 99.9% of the shit that you think inside your head when you're thinking about these kind of Christmas food and drink pushers, that's all it is, it's your thoughts. And when you react, you're reacting to your thoughts. You're not reacting to that person's thoughts. You're reacting to your imagination. You're allowing your weight to be dictated by your imagination because you don't want other people to think things. You're, the food and drink that you consume is your responsibility. Yet other people can offer things all they want. It makes no difference. It's it's your ability to say yes or no for the right reasons. And we'll talk about that in the next one. Um, but when it comes to really shutting down these Christmas food and drink pushers, that's you need to lay the, the groundwork for that through the whole year. If you're going to have that awkward fallout, do it in February. Do it when you go out for a meal and someone says, oh, what are you not going to eat it for? Do you not like it? And you go, listen, I'll decide if I fucking eat things or not. Not you. Oh, fine then. And then you've got six months to kind of figure it out and then be friends again, <laughs> which is what I did. Um, I'm going to be telling that story one day. Right, enough from me. I am out of here. I will see you next time.